Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. How are we doing? Welcome back. We're uh, sponsored again with the footballpools.com. All you've got to do is get over to www.footballpools.com slash kosh and be with it in with the chance of winning £3 million when you get your four free games for signing up in your £10 subscription. Can't go wrong with that, I don't think, can you? Good. You've, you've said it all there, mate. So basically, you're having a £2 accumulator... And you've got the chance of winning three million quid. I've got the bug. Yeah. So everybody's watching and listening, going over to www.footballpools.com slash kosh and you get four free games with the footballpools.com. £10 subscription, chance to win three million quid. It's not a lot, is it? What, three million quid? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm all here. I, I won't mind winning it. You know what I mean? I'd fuck your off. That'd be the end, the end of the undercosh, I'll tell you. I'd be sat on a fucking cup, cup of cabana beach, feet up, belly just growing by the day. £10 it, a month. £10 no. a month. £2 a week, basically. Yeah. It's um, that same old game that they've been playing since the 1920s. The, you know, my dad used to play, my granddad used to play, and it's they've just brought it rolling. Do you know what it is? Never change your winning team. Exactly. If it works, it is. If it works don't fix it if it's not broke. Exactly. The thing is that people have a, a, a two pound accumulator every Saturday, doesn't exactly, they? Yeah. You know what I mean? And what's your chances of your chances of winning what? But no chance of winning fucking three million pound anyway, have you? True. True. You know what I mean? From from a from a two pound accumulator. So if you don't know, three points for a score draw, yes. two points for a no score draw, one point if a team wins. Or losers. Oh, so you're guaranteed a point. So you're guaranteed a point. Yeah. 24 points, 23 points, or even as 22 low as, points. As low as, 22, as low as 22 points, you've got a chance of winning. Is that right? You win a car? Prize draw. You can win a £20,000 car. Not bad. New get, car. Get, get it from A to B. £75,000 cash. Is there uh, an all-expenses-paid trip somewhere? There is an all-expenses-paid trip. See, this one, this. I, think, I think this could be, for me, better than the car. Yeah. So, on top of the chance of winning £20,000 Car, car. seventy five thousand pound cash draw in into the cash draw, three million pound. You can also win a trip to Madrid. Madrid, hospitality hospitality trip, all expenses paid. Madrid against PSG. PSG, 
right. 26 of November. Right. When you get up, you've, you've, you've loved it. Real Madrid, PSG, the Champions League experience, that music's playing. A bit of paella on the way home. Is that the end of your trip? Bit of a sleep. Oh, oh no. no. That is not the end of the trip, my friend. Get up in the morning, hop over to Barcelona. Barcelona against? Borussia Dortmund. Oh, see, two good games. Bucket list trips then, by the way. Yeah. Two, in two days. So yeah, all you're going to do is get over to www.footballpools.com slash kosh and get your four free games with your £10 subscription. Come on. Get in. Come on. I can't wait for Saturdays now. I'm wishing, I'm wishing the week away. All the fixtures are on there. Get your, get your points in and who knows? You might be on that Lilo by next weekend. And if you join up from uh, the Under the Kosh advert... Send the lads a drink, yeah. Have you, have you been drinking? You <laughs> have you been yeah. drinking now? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm not had one. But yeah, if you if you if you win the three million pound, I think you can send the lads a drink over, yeah. can't you? It'd be nice, wouldn't it? You know what I mean? At least. So yeah, get over to www.footballpools.com slash kosh and sign up now. Thanks for your support. The Football Pools is a UK only game for players age 18 and over, and of course terms and conditions apply. How are we doing? Welcome back. You all right? Very well. Good. Very well. Welcome back to you, mate. Yeah, good to be back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Full of beans. Did you miss us? No, a little bit. How do we do? A few comments on YouTube saying the research was impeccable. <laughs> was in what, sorry? Impeccable. Impeccable. You need a bit of seasoning, did it? You need a bit of seasoning. Uh, the research, incredible. Uh, so I'm going to give myself a little tap on the back for that. Well, well done. done, John. Cheers. You're welcome. i get you out of the shit. Literally, <laughs> no. that was, it was a really good episode. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, we, we yeah. said to you when we knew it would be a, a good one, and I think it proved to be the case. I'm not saying it was good because you weren't there. I think we got a little bit lucky with the guest. Uh, told a very good story, didn't he? It were it was an easy interview. An easy. I think you did. I think you did very well. The Perry, you did very good. So. Yeah. I was a bit disappointed. I wasn't there. Look at YouTube comments now, by the way. So you look at us. We've missed flights. We've got ice in the glass coming down the mic. We've got Darth Vader sat in the room. Basically, we're shambles, right? Watch oh, us just, excuse me, watch yeah. Us yeah, me watch us content with us. <laughs> there was a comment the other day. Brownie, put your fucking shoes on. <laughs> you look unprofessional. <laughs> Nobody's ever mentioned about being unprofessional before you tweet somebody the wrong players coming on yeah. <laughs> any tweet that I put on I think it's something spelt wrong I know but feet man and I slip got, the man's off. off the man's gonna point <laughs> you know what I mean unprofessional got your feet they're not they're, not, they're not a ballerina's pur either are they? no they're not, they're not great on the yeah. eye but not great on the eye you don't see a carpenter with a attractive chisel do you oh that carpenter's got a nice chisel we're always in a red hot room you want to be comfortable lads it's a couple of hours isn't it so give us a breather I'll give the feet a breather. Yeah. Yeah. Unprofessional, Chris. So Unprofessional. Can you... Put your fucking shoes on. as well, it was. He meant it. We'll get you some slippers. We're like, as I say, we are fucking, even still now, 45, 46 episodes in, still a fucking shambles, aren't we, really? Yeah. I think there's worse things to comment on than than a, a, a pair of... That's my point, yeah. A pair of slabs of meat, you know. You know what I mean? You, hey, you stick up for me, ask you <laughs> Jerry Taggart today. Big Jerry. Another old school. Jerry. There should Jerry, be, Jerry. I'm tipping his research this week, ex Bolton. Mm. 
Mm. I reckon they'll be all over him like a cheap oh. cheap suit. I'm going to be cringing for him. Yeah. yeah, but there's only going to be a there's only going to be like a, a three season window when it is good. Rest of it. All oh, right. So three se- research is good for three seasons oh, yeah. after, after his eighteen or whatever. I'm looking forward. To it. This was my era of uh, going watching Bolton. Yeah. And promotions and excitement. Who's your favourite ever player? Fabian De Freitas. <laughs> he's a cricketer, isn't he? What did he say? Fucking the upper bowling for England, <laughs> didn't he? We're, we're Angus Fraser. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Fabian De <laughs> Jesus Christ. I could only, yeah. What the fuck? See, if I'm a Bolton fan, if I'm a Bolton fan, surely uh, oh a has got to be a, a, my favourite, your favourite player. He was, he, he was, he was all right. I'm not as good as Fabian. Surely John McGinley, man. How many games have you been to in your life, Bolton games? Oh, I don't know. I've seen Tick older for eight years. Are you really? Yeah. And you still learn ball fuck boy. All, still learn fuck all about it. Yeah. I'm a stickler for facts, as you well know. <laughs> Fabian Deflator. Speaking of YouTube, off to another game. We've tonight, been, tonight we've, we've been out on us travels again, haven't we, lads? Well, we're going there in about half an hour. Yeah, so it'll be out now. So we're in with the uh, in with the Cardiff the Bluebirds, the Bluebirds. Come on, the Bluebirds. The Bluebirds. So yeah, what's Derby? Isn't it the Rams? Yep. Go your Rams. So, so I have a, have a look at it. They're rubbing the Bluebirds. Will you get recognised? You reckon? Be like fucking have like Tom Cruise walking down oh. Sunset Boulevard. Nah, I don't know, mate. He gets a bit of swag out of it. He does, doesn't he? He, he? he plays it cool, like, oh, yeah, I don't, you know, it. just like, one man of the people. But... He goes looking for it. He always yeah, takes yeah. us like to busy corners of pubs and stuff. I've just... seen it, yeah. He's like, if there's somebody looking over, he side eyes, and then all of a sudden he's, he's shimmying his way over there. What a load of shit. <laughs> I, I actually heard him go like, like cover his mouth and just shout beast at the top of his voice. <laughs> so people and then run round and then run round corner. Stick his yeah. thumb up. Uh, obviously, you know, that's uh, a lot of shite, isn't it? <laughs> but yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Don't forget, 29th of September at the Manchester Regional Arena. Davy Norris has organised his charity match. Yeah, looking forward Have to it. Have you told him to clean these boots yet? Clean these boots? I'll be side by side. I bet. You'll be massaging him before the game. Yeah. Oh. Do you want you to, got, your, you got your Patrick's out of the out of the garage, ready to play? Patrick's. Oh yes, they are. Yeah, I've got them out. I'm, I'm more I'm more interested in the uh, shower time afterwards. Leo Fortune West. You are yeah. you are fancied him, didn't you? Yeah, you tell he starts you. going red when we talk about him. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. He's your favourite guest, isn't he? Like. Oh, without a shadow. Looking wise, good fella. Chiselled from stone, that man. Chiselled from stone. So I. Twenty ninth, Manchester Regional Arena. You get the tickets from Eventbrite. There's an after party at Menagerie. Um, there's going to be loads of ex-pros, celebrities, ex-boxers. I think Crawler's playing. Oh, Mark man. Halsey's refereeing. Remember him? I can remember him. I, can't, I don't know if he's ever he's refereeing. He's refereeing. So after know. party, after party I menagerie. I know, bring I your vans. Oh, I like, I'll you'll be playing in them <laughs> and then turning out. Dusting them off. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. So I'm, I hope I'm on Corolla's team. It's like <laughs> Corolla's. <laughs> Who's that? Toyota. <laughs> <laughs> what do they call him? Corolla. Crawler. Crawler. Corolla. 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 You've got to give me a bit of slack. Try talking with these teeth here. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking hard work. Song swelled as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, well, let's get Jerry out, eh? <laughs> Jerry, Jerry. It's got to be Jerry, a, Jerry. It's got to be a Jerry, Jerry. Phoenix Knights pun. Gag. Jerry the Berry. Jerry the Berry. Come on, Jerry. Jerry, Jerry, get yourself in here now. Jerry. It's a tempo cock and balls, there's nothing else. <laughs> Come on, Jezza.
Jerry Taggart, how are you we doing? Go. Yeah, very well, thanks. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, Not cheers, mate. No problem, Chris. You've got some bands, man. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, can't you? Can't leave, can't leave the can't place. Can't leave the place, mate. <laughs> we wake up every morning, see those rolling hills. You forget about what's underneath them. <laughs> he was on your shit list this morning, though, wasn't he? Oh, yeah. yeah. Big time. So anybody who's, who knows, when John takes over the admin or whatever on Twitter, there's always spelling errors and, and stuff. Mistakes. Mistakes. That? Yeah. Piss up and brewery comes to mind, John, <laughs> basically. I thought you were going to be pissed when we got yeah, it. The fact well. that you were two hours early. Jesus. What's yeah. happened is I've put one I clock instead of one O clock. Capital I as well. Yeah, so obviously Tags was thought it's 11. So I get a message at three minutes past 11, where are you? <laughs> I'm just sat here for my coffee watching cricket. Just watching cricket. <laughs> Burn in mind, let me just clarify, I did say after 12, and it did, it did look like 11, but anyway, you need to get them fucking fingers slimmed down, mate. It's them sausage fingers, yeah. that's what it is. You have come up a few times before with other guests, Dean Windass in particular. Aye. Robbie Savage, you mentioned about a bit of a, a ruckus on the field with him. Oh, and... Well, I've, there, there's loads of stories I could tell you about, Sav, but the one in particular you probably mentioned about Dean is when uh, Sav got Dean sent off in a game at Filbert Street, I think it was. You know, Dean being Dean, you know, Dean's a, a jovial chap, you know, happy-go-lucky, loves life, all this here, but when it comes to his football, he's, he's like everybody else, and Sav managed to get under his skin, which Sav is very good at, getting yep. under people's skin in, in, a, in a football game, and I suppose when you watch football today, there's not a lot that goes, goes, goes on on the pitch. Yep. You know, no one tells anybody off anymore for giving the ball away, or not winning a header or the keeper not coming and catching a cross. It's all unlucky, mate. Yeah, shite, in it? Yeah, unbelievable. Really? But and then none of the opposition are giving each other, you know, in each other's ear, giving them shit all, all the way through the game. But Saab was one of the best at it. You know, and he was giving Dean Windus shit all the game. You know, you t the usual talking about your missus being out last night and all this, you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Classic. That old chestnut. Yeah. All that sort of stuff, and you know, obviously Dean was fuming. I was, I was obviously marking Dean that day. And were, I, you, were you fueling the fire? Well, yeah, you know, well, I, I, I just, I didn't have to basically. You know, I knew I'd knew, known Dean for years anyway, so I didn't have to. I just, I just kept him in my pocket, <laughs> <laughs> let him out afterwards. But unfortunately, he didn't last till the end of the game. Anyway, so he, he goes, he, he's get salves in his ear saying, "You're shit, this, you're shit, that." You know, you misses this, you misses that, whatever. And anyway, anyway, flips, nasty challenge, straight red card, and he's so he's fuming. And then after the game, I'm coming out of the dressing room, and uh, I pop Stain. He says, so he comes up and he goes, "Hey, tags, where's that fucking wanker savage?" And he says, "Oh, he's uh, he's over there. He just gone. Let me just pull the pin out this grenade. <laughs> One second. <laughs> he's just gone in the players' lounge. So off he trots. When this way, the old smoke coming out of the ears scenario." And then he pops, but this is where again Savage, brilliant by him, he spots Windus, can see that he's not best plays at what's gone off on the pitch. But he so he before Dean's making his way over, Saf sees him, goes to him, turns around, goes to him, goes, "Hey, you Dean, come and meet my mum and dad." <laughs> I got there and just totally diffuses the situation because obviously by this time, you're thinking Dean Windus is going to like lay one on him. Uh, <laughs> Thankfully, that didn't happen because <laughs> as sure as eggs are eggs, you know, sub would have been planted on. <laughs> <laughs> Is it good having uh, 
<clears throat> Savage on on side. Could you could you you know before again just give him the give him the fuel. Listen, he'll, he's going to snap. Well, he's going to snap. Get into him. Well, no, he wouldn't really do that. The main thing was playing under Martin O'Neill. He was very. Uh, he kept things very simple for all the players, and one of the things was not to give the ball to Sav. <laughs> yeah, and, I, and I'll tell you, for instance, so, so we're playing Arsenal or whatever one day, and I've, I'm coming out with the ball. We played three centre half, so when you had the ball or the keeper grab it, you invariably whoever played on the left or the right would find himself in a bit of space when the keeper would roll the ball out. So I'm on the left, get the ball off the keeper, Tim Flowers, and I can see Sav's coming short for it. So I've rolled it into him. He's given the ball away. Opposition's gone through, hit the bars, or Tim saved it, it's gone over for a, a corner. Gets in at half time. And, you know, it's nil nil at half time. And he comes in and O'Neill, he was like the most intense manager you've ever met. Half time, full time, didn't matter. And he came in at half time. I'm, I'm thinking, I've done all right here. <laughs> I shouldn't be. Shit, I, yeah, I shouldn't be first on the list for a bollocking today. <laughs> So when would fucking rush come uh, O'Neill like a herd of elephants and, and invariably the first thing he would say, right, you go. And he had this voice of like he'd really get high, not high pitch, but really severe and really strong and <laughs> as if he really meant it. <laughs> so he'd come in and he'd go, right, sit yourselves fucking down. <laughs> So you're thinking, oh, <laughs> we're nil nil, we're nil nil against Arsenal. We've done here, all right. Here, here we fucking go. <laughs> so straight away, turns, turns to his left. Who's there? Fucking me, right? And he goes, Jerry Powell, what have I fucking told you? How long have you been with me now? <laughs> he goes, you can give the ball to Lenny, Neil Lennon. You can give the ball to Muzzy. Muzzy, is it? <laughs> but don't give it the fucking savage. <laughs> you know he can't play fucking football. <laughs> so, <laughs> so what do you say to that? So what the savage said to that? Oh, he says nothing. Absolutely nothing. So, obviously there's no comeback from that for me. You know, because invariably I would always have to pipe up and say something back because he blamed me for something that yeah. happened. That wasn't even my fault or, or, or something along those lines. But in this instance, I just had the knob go, yeah, fair enough, boss, yeah. <laughs> Understood. So after he left the room, obviously I've gone to Sav says, don't ever fucking ask the ball off me again, right? Because you're not fucking getting it. Simple as that there. And he's like, yeah, okay, then. <laughs> I feel sorry for him. <laughs> this, is, this is a player who's played, what, three, four hundred games in the Premier League? And the managers tell you not to pass the ball no, to him. Don't, don't shit. give him the ball. And the fact that he doesn't stick up for himself either, he yeah. just takes it. Well, I, I, can, was, I, can handle, I can handle the ball. Yeah. No, no. No, but that was that was O'Neill. You know, it was everything was black and white as much as it could be. You know, and and, and that was one of the things that, that he would insist on, is give it to the players who can play. Salvador to run around and cause a bit of upset, which, you know, he was, was very, at. very good at. You know, he, he, great energy levels for our team. You know, in a team full of predominantly fit lads, apart from <laughs> the lads at the back. But you know, he did a good job. But just, just don't give him the ball, Jerry, and you'll be fine. As a player now, right? If if you're sat in a dressing room and the manager's telling the rest of the lads not to pass the ball to you, the, fir the first thing you're doing is phone your agent and say, "Get me fucking out yeah. of here!" Yeah. If this guy thinks I'm shite, right? he don't even want me to have the ball. 
How was he with you? Because you like a drink. You like a drink, and he didn't mind players having a drink. No, he didn't mind players having a drink. Simple as all he was bothered about is what you did on the Saturday. But obviously, you know, I wasn't one of those. Like when you've got a, I always break my career up into phases. Yeah. When I was at Barnsley from ninety to ninety five, <laughs> like I was just a fucking party animal. <laughs> so that's why he's not moved out. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you're back. <laughs> and then for the first six months when I went to Bolton, it was pretty much the same. And then I sort of cracked down on it. I had mm. kids, sort of cracked down. Still enjoyed a Saturday night out. But, you know, I remember when I joined Barnes, I was in fucking Japanese whispers four nights a week. You know, it opened. Of course it is. It only opened three nights a week, but I was in four. <laughs> so, and then obviously when I went to Leicester, I had to curb it down again because I'm, I'm playing with better players. So for me to get into the team, I needed to wind my neck in a bit, as I say. So, but I came from. Clubs who like to play football, O'Neill didn't want a centre halves playing football. Yeah. So that was the conflict that we always had, was, i.e., the instance where I passed the ball in the midfield. Yeah. To Savage, he didn't want me doing that. He wanted me getting the ball forward as quick as he doing a uh, job could. Now, if Steve Guppy or or Muzzy was in a load of space, that was fine. But under pressure, he wanted me to get the ball up the Heskey. Mm. And again, another one, he, he came in one day and uh, fucking goes through the door again. I'm there on the left. And uh, and uh, he comes in and again, he put that voice, I'm fucking morphing now back in the fucking background. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm like, laughs> Method actor. So I know, like I told you. I'm good at this act. So he comes in and again, I, I don't know what I've been doing. He says, he goes, uh, I'm fucking passing tippy tappy football. There you go. He goes, Jerry, Jerry, for fuck's sake. He goes, You've got the quickest fucking forward in the English fucking Premier League, and you want to play tippy tappy fucking football. <laughs> and he, and he, he, had the, he was on the board, and he had the marker, and he's on the board, and he's got, he's Xing me off at the bottom. And as he's saying it, as he's Xing me off, so he's Xing me off, and he goes, Get it. And fucking hit it, and he's drawing a big black line into the channel with an arrow on it. And then, and so he, and then he did it again. He goes, get it, and fucking hit it. <laughs> Just get it, and fucking hit it. <laughs> okay, boss. <laughs> to be fair, for you, yeah. for you as a player, that must have been like, well, if yeah. that's what he wants to do. Yeah. If that's yeah. what he wants me to do, yeah. bang, that's yeah. what I'll do. And then if I do it, it's not my fucking fault. Yeah. I, can't imagine, I can't imagine Heskey were right up in the chase. <laughs> well, yeah, but that's, that's, you know, we had Heskey and Cotty. Tony Cotty wasn't going to fucking chase it, was he? <laughs> he chased it inside the box, but anything, anywhere else, he had no chance. So it was down. Basically, Emil would run all day for you, you know, and run the channels all day for you. So that's, that was his theory. Okay, <laughs> fine. So, yeah, you, you could say for the first 18 months, we didn't see eye to eye a lot of the time. Yeah. I used to it used to be a standing joke because Tony Cotty used to sit across from me, the dressing room say where where Chris is, and he used to sit there and he and everyone knew what was coming, <laughs> and he just look up the little fucker, and he just start laughing at me <laughs> while I'm in the middle of a bollocking because O'Neill would always have his back to Tony Cotty, <laughs> so while I'm getting the bollocking, Tony Cotty would just look up with a little fucking snigger on his face <laughs> while I'm in the middle of a bollocking, <laughs> <laughs> you little fucker, I'll get you. <laughs> 
going right back then, you learn your trade at Man City. Mm. Was it? Did they pick you up in Belfast yes. and bring you over? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, there was there was uh, myself and Neil Lennon at the time. We grew up together in a little town called Lurgan. So, but we used to play. You play all over Northern Ireland, all these competitions, and then. <clears throat> The, the big one was the old the milk cup it's called something different now but yeah, it's still yeah. like a massive tournament so we used to play on that uh, and that's how we got scouted by Man City Scouts so we actually moved to Man City at the same time so how old were you? 16 right. so 1987 yeah not fucking 1957 <laughs> <laughs> let's get that straight uh, so yeah that was it moved into digs but we were meant to move into the same digs Lenny, but something had happened, so he ended up in Stockport. I ended up in Altrincham, so I got—I definitely got the best end of the yeah. school there, just right on the border with Hale. So it was a bit nicer for oh, me. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was it. You know, and absolutely loved it. You know, absolutely loved it. Moved in with another Northern Irish guy called Lindsay Curry, who was a year older. Uh, so we moved in. Well, actually, the coach driver. We moved in with him and his wife. He used to be a wrestler as well, so you weren't fucking about with him. <laughs> <laughs> if he said it was bedtime, it was bedtime. It was, was fucking wrestling. Ron Atkinson used to, still to this day, when I see Ron Atkinson, he always brings up Big Dell Boy, Big Dell Boy, because he used to be a fucking wrestler in the, in the, back in the head. Eh? <laughs> so you went to Barnsley, was it just because you dropped down a league? Had Mel got sacked and then got the job at Barnsley? Yeah, what happened was Hard Kendall came in, yeah. Mel got the sack. They were struggling that season, to be fair. Man City so the sack Mel uh, Hard Kendall came in and then Mel had just got the job here at Barnsley so he <clears throat> I, he was the first player he, I was the first player he came in for Yeah. so I joined in the January 1990 yeah and like talk about fucking an eye opener had <laughs> you had you, you realised by this time that you liked a night out then That's no it. not really <laughs> it's only when you arrived in Barnsley I used to go out I had a girlfriend at the time over in over in Ultranham and uh, we used to go out on a Saturday night and we'd have a Chinese takeaway, book a room in a hotel because she still lived with her mum and I was in digs with three, you forgot to ask me, I used to live in digs with three arrow stasses, believe it or not. <laughs> and uh, that's another fucking story. That's another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> a wrestler in three arrow stasses, I yeah. imagine it is. Well, I moved, I, actually, well, I moved out of lab digs and moved literally three doors down to a pilot who who literally moved out and went to live in the Isle of Man and rented a house out to me and three euro stasis. So that that's was some some transfer. That, that, yeah, yeah. That's, 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 that's an upgrade. That's isn't it? Games. it was all right for the first six months. You know, you'd 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 be sat down and every half an hour to come up and say tea, coffee, drink from the bar, <laughs> <laughs> hot towel. <laughs> Half an hour. Yeah, but anyway. I bet you know where the exits were, didn't you? Well, yeah. I was going to say, yeah. I've got a bit, keep leaving all the fucking lights on, t- leading you to the nearest fucking exit. <laughs> so the electricity bill was extortionate. But anyway, that's another story. But yeah, I came, came to Barnsley. My girlfriend at the time, we'd go out on Saturday night after a game and we'd go like a Chinese, have a couple of drinks, you know, a bottle of f- fucking, you know, Lambrusco or whatever. <laughs> then stay in a hotel, I used to get, cheap because I played for City uh, and then that was it go to bed have a shag and go home the next day <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean and that was it that was literally that it all out. yeah or else uh, you know I mean talk, uh, literally if you went out with a couple of other lads who were in digs you're talking three four pound stops and then home 
that was it. And then as I say, come to Barnes, like, fuck me. What <laughs> <laughs> an eye opener. <laughs> I'm not being funny, right? I've said this to you lot, lots of times. It used to be like Ibiza. I remember you saying Barnes, it. Used yeah. to, it used to be fucking mad. I, I've got friends who've had their stag do's in Barnes, like. <laughs> Don't want to go abroad. You lived in a beefer. Don't want, don't want to go to Dublin. We want to come to Barnsley from the stag day. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, honestly, it used to be every, pretty much every night of the week it was rammed, busy. And end up in Chinese, Japanese whispers. That was, that was before his yeah. time. Oh, right, right. That was before Japanese yeah. whispers. The, the night Sounds before. incredible. Yeah. Apparently it were. Because <laughs> there used to be a hotel bang across the road, well, pretty much bang across the road from the Queen's Hotel. You could fall out of there into there if you. Well, I, I, this is one of the stories I was going to tell because when I moved to Barnsley, I was put in the Queen's Hotel, <laughs> and I ended up there for six months. Right, I should have been only, I should have only been there for two or three months, but I was having a bit of issue. Well, the house was banned at, at the time, and uh, so I, cu I couldn't move in. I kept delaying it. Thank, well, I'd say thankfully, but I don't know <laughs> if it, it was the best or the worst decision that uh, Michael Spinks was it. Uh, yeah. The old club secretary made because he, he decided to put me in there and not Brooklyn's. So then, after two months, he says, Oh, you're going to have to get out. I says, I can't get out. I can't move into my house. I said, I've, I've got a house. I bought a house, but I can't move in. And he's saying, Well, you're going to have to pay. I says, I'm not fucking paying. <laughs> I says, All my money's gone in this house. I said, so, but, but at that time, he started bringing these t shirts out. On my first game, I played a reserve match, an old reserve match, and I broke. I broke my wrist in a reserve game. But then I made my debut on the Saturday at Brighton and I scored on my debut. I just come on at half time, we got a corner, bang, one nil. So since then on in, I turned up the week after it uh, at Oakwell. And there's about a thousand fans with fucking bandages <laughs> in the panty end. <laughs> Michael Jackson's one glove, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so, the tag at bandage. Yeah. So, then, so Michael Spinks starts making all these fucking t-shirts with my photograph on it. With, He's Ireland's number one, ooh, Jerry. So I had this song, ooh, Jerry, Jerry, ooh, Jerry. <laughs> so he started making all these T-shirts with me with a bandage on and all this, going like that. Trade so I'm back. saying, you're making all these fucking T-shirts. I'm not getting any money off it. It's just, so well, I'm not paying for the fucking hotel. So I went and seen the manager. He had a word with Spinksy. He said, all right. Next thing you know, it was fucking the end of the season when I moved out. <laughs> and you can imagine, the hotel is literally 50 yards, if it's a yard from Whispers. And you it's know, only a, it's only a lob wedge at most. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. yes, if that, I'm telling you. Yeah. And, uh, let's just say there was a lot of love going on in Barnsley. <laughs> <laughs> but I promise you, I promise you. I only did it for six months. The first six months, that's what I'm saying, were like crazy. So, did did, so were you still playing well? Yeah, playing all, yeah. Well, I, I could just about, just about Function. recover, yeah. <laughs> When I moved, when I moved out and moved into my house, then obviously I had to knock it on the head. But I just, for those six months, I just went to hell for a ladder. I don't know why, but it was it, obviously it stemmed from me scoring on my debut. But they obviously liked the way I played football or what I did off the ball rather than yeah. on it. I, you know, there was no holes barred basically. Uh, and it, it, they just talked to me. And that was it. So it was like you walk around town. Obviously, you're like a fucking minor celebrity sort of thing, but it was great. It was great crack, but I, I, I didn't expect it. I didn't ask for it. And that's what the biggest eye-opener was. 
Yeah. One of the funny stories when Hedonism uh, got built and they built this new fancy nine VIP lounge, yeah. Right. Built this glass fronted VIP lounge. So we even away games, we used to wear tracksuit, the away games, but we'd go out in our tracksuits on a Saturday night. <laughs> we didn't give a fuck. So we'd, we'd rock up at Hedonism straight into the VIP lounge, get a, you know, a few beers. And I, I swear to God, barring, I'd say in, in a 12-month period, barring, say, three or four weeks while he was on holiday, the, the assistant chairman, the vice chairman, Peter Taylor, was always in there with his wife. <laughs> and we'd all rocking in our trackies. <laughs> yeah. Nothing so said. After the first two times, you say, oh, fucking Ellie's in there. Fucking Taylor's in there. <laughs> no, you, and you, you get another... And at that time, because I was a captain, I said, oh, fuck it. If he says anything, I'll, I'll, I'll have a word with him. But I think the first time we met him, we'd actually won. So that was so we're saying, oh, fuck it, we've won today. So we were in. Second time with him, I think we lost. And that's when I said, oh, fuck, if he says anything, I'll go and have a word with him. And then after that there, he, he just didn't give a fuck. <laughs> he just, he knew what was coming. <laughs> we were going well, to be in, be in, in there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> another round of slippery nipples, Jerry. Yeah, get him over here. After the first two times where we're like, you know, well, shall we, shan't we? He, he just didn't give a fuck because yeah. he knew what was coming. We were in there, like it or not, you know. Shez with you as well. Shez came a couple of years later, but yeah. Uh, but Shez was always under pressure to get home. To Manchester, you know, she ended up living with me while he was staying in Barnsley. First, worst fucking mistake in my life, <laughs> you know, letting Shez live with me. I loved him the bits. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, he used to eat a loaf of bread for his tea. He cost me a fucking fortune. <laughs> <laughs> he never paid his rent, <laughs> right? Uh, and bearing in mind back then, interest rates were fifteen and a half percent, right? So and. Barnsley was repaying me about 450 fucking quid a week. <laughs> uh, so you imagine how much... You're spending 380. Yeah, exactly. And, then and he, bread. And, and, then, <laughs> and then he wants a fucking loaf of bread every night. <laughs> <isn't he? laughs> I've never seen out. a midget eat so much, I have to be honest with you. <laughs> but I swear, he was funny, Shez, because, you know, from an early age, he was going bald, right? He was going. He was thinning on top, you know, even in his, in his 20s. And he used to spit at least 15, 20 minutes after training every day with a big, thick airbrush and a hairdryer trying to thicken his hair up. <laughs> <laughs> and the last year, she used to sit there and piss himself. Because <laughs> I'd never seen it before in a in a, in a, in a dressing room. What, hairdryer? Hairdryer. Never in my life have I ever seen a, a bloke using her. That was the, the first time that air dryer went on. He was the first. Oh, everybody, what, what? There's one man round this table who uses an air dryer. Yeah, it is and me. Obviously, it's not you. Know, <laughs> and it's not me or Tags. Yeah. yeah. It's, all, it's all right now. It's acceptable now. Isn't it? But, I mean, I still back don't in think it is, mate. Well, exactly. No. But, but back in the day, I've never ever seen any footballer use a hair dryer. <laughs> and he was the first one ever. And the thing was, he'd no fucking hair. <laughs> so I think I, that's the key point. Yeah. So he hasn't got that now, when you think about, it, obviously he's trying to make the best of what he's got. But at the time, you know, you don't say that. You just think, what the fuck's he doing? Why is he using that? He's got no fucking hair. He can't do anything with it anyway. He's just blowing it. It's just, <laughs> and then he's going back to where just it was. It it's just blowing. But funny. Did um, Viv Anderson take take over for for a while as yeah. manager? I was. Player manager, I was player like, manager, yeah. Him and Danny, Danny came in as player yeah. coach. Viv came in as player manager, and I, I play golf on occasion with John Dennis, the old chairman, on a Friday, and he tells a great story that uh, when the when the Perlin went for the interview 
for the job. Obviously, Danny for player coach, Viv for player manager. Uh, Spinks, he turned around and told John Dennis he, he got the wrong one. He should have made Danny the manager and not Viv. And he tells that he was telling me that story over a game of golf a few months ago. And I think he's, he told the story in that the, that movie, us, yeah, yeah mm. that movie that he, he said he made the wrong decision. And it was pretty evident after, you know, a few months, yeah, that he, he probably had made the wrong decision. Not taking nothing away from as a guy, but I think as management, I tell you one of the again one of the funniest. Not it wasn't funny, but when you look back now, it's quite comical. We're, so I, we're, we're playing at Luton and I get straight red after five uh, five minutes, straight red, take this guy out in the half-fire line from Luton. I think it was a full-back and midfield can't remember. Anyway, fucking boom, he's up in the air, bang, taggered off. Fine. <laughs> 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 fucking hell, three-match ban. But in them days, you had to wait two weeks until they did all the paperwork. You no, know, like now, mm. you get a red card, that's you done. Instant, innit? So, and then days it was you could still play for two weeks or whatever it was. <clears throat> so we're playing Peterborough Tuesday night away at Peterborough. Two yellow cards. So but before that, Viv had been sent off. So Viv's playing in this game. He gets sent off. So we're down to ten men. Fifteen minutes later, I get a second yellow. Tagger off again. Two <laughs> two games running. <laughs> so I'm I'm walking into the dressing room. And Fib, all I can say is Fib's just sat there with his head in his hands, you know, probably talking to himself, thinking, fucking hell, what's going on here, you know, down to 10 men, whatever, and what am I doing getting sent off? And all he hears is the door open and me walking through, and he just looks up, and he looks at me and went, oh, fucking hell. <laughs> and then just puts his fucking head in his hands and goes like that there. And obviously I'm tiptoeing around the fucking dressing room, you know, thinking, fucking hell, you know. But yeah, it was one of them scenarios, those situations you didn't really want to be in at that time, but looking back, it was quite funny. Just the thing is, that. I bet you were half delighted, really, because if he hadn't been sent off and you getting sent off twice in two games, mm. he could have come down on you, couldn't he? But oh, what well, can yeah. he say? Yeah. Well, if he's been given an early himself. bath as well. Well, I got a seven-match ban and two weeks' wages. At that time. So the FA gave me a seven match ban. For a straight red and two yellows? Yeah, in two games. You're chasing him for rent that week. Mm -hmm. <laughs> fucking hell. I was chasing everybody. <laughs> <laughs> hey, imagine the fucking fun I had though. Took <laughs> 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 to Sunday and all then. Uh, <laughs> you get your first Northern Ireland cap in that. In that period as well yeah well, well well as soon as I joined I, I got 1990 at the back end of the season uh yeah I got I got my f first call up uh so I was 19 at the time uh 1990 and I got my first call up so that was unbelievable come that was like but yeah but they, they were great times no trips and all and Ireland, great bunch of lads uh no words and graces you know you hear about the clicks of all England yeah stuff yeah. and but the Irish lads I think both our Irish teams, you know, the camaraderie was unbelievable, you know. Goals against Spain and Germany, were it as well? Who, me? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I keep I keep really playing that one against the Germans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I, the Germans? Yeah. But, but the thing was about that was I, I'd fallen out of favour with the manager, Brian Hamilton, at the time. So I'd been out of the squad for 18 months. So that was my first game back. And we're playing Germany away. It was an 88 World Cup qualifying campaign. And uh, so it's my first game back in 18 months. Nuremberg, 
quality because I have them mix saunas over there, don't they? Make it <laughs> <laughs> fucking great. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't I know what you were going to say. I thought you were going to go into the facilities. Mix saunas. Mix saunas. going to be coming out. Mate, you've never seen fucking 16 lads <laughs> crammed in. into your fucking little sauna so quickly. I'm telling you. Mix saunas. That was my first ever introduction to one of them. Nuremberg, 1996. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. So anyway, play the game. And uh, we've got a free kick, I think we've got a free kick, something like that there, and they've tried it clear, it goes out to the right, Steve Loomis picks it up, does bring it, gets the ball in, and someone like the Germans, just German defender comes across to clear it, misses, misses, miss clears it to the edge of the box, and I'm like, I was like fucking Harvey Barnes, you know that strike against Sheffield United? <laughs> on the volley? <laughs> well, not on the half volley. So oh, was I? I fucking swooped down on the ball, half volley, bang straight in the bottom corner. I'm like, fucking hell. So <laughs> it's, it's on YouTube, but what I'm actually doing, I'm running towards Brian Hamilton well, after I scored, as if to say, fuck you. you. Yeah. That's, that's for leaving me out. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But I didn't get that far because everyone fucking jumps <laughs> off. So I was taking the lead against the Germans on their own patch. It lasted all the fucking five minutes or something like that there, but we managed to scramble a 1-1. Which was like obviously a great result at the time. <laughs> a few, yeah. a few strong, strong ales afterwards, I imagine. Uh, well, yeah, and I think, no, I, I think everybody went fucking sauna. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> everyone went back to the next sauna. <laughs> we'll just take a carry out to the sauna. Think you fucking wild lag about it. So one of the big things for me, Barnsley, were the uh, the Christmas deals. You must have had some some good ones at Barnsley. Yeah, well. As you probably most people know that back in the day the the Christmas dues were legendary. You have yeah. to say, uh, it, and it was compulsory fancy dress uh, as well. So and you're captain, so you lead in destination. Well, well, well when I first joined, Steve Agnew was a captain, uh, so he used to organise it all. But after Aggie left, I took over the captaincy. So then it was obviously down to me. So not only are you captain, but your entertainment's manager. So I used to, <laughs> to organise vital role in the football. <laughs> <game. laughs> Do's, holidays, the lot. I had to sort everything out back then. Well, it was this one year, so as usual, it was a uh, fancy dress. So me, Brendan O'Connell and Lee Butler, we used to live ne very near each other up Penniston, Oxspringway. And I used to be their taxi driver because both of them had been done for drink driving. And I was the only one that hadn't, <laughs> funnily enough. So I used to fire them around. So on, on a trip into training one day, I said, what about going to the emergency services? Which is I all right. So Butts gets dressed up as a policeman. I'm a doctor. Brendan's a fireman. And gets down there, opposite side of the road, the Bentleys. We all pile out of the bus. Butts jumps out. He's in the policeman's uniform, and he starts strolling across the road. And as he's walking across the road, there's a car coming down the hill, and it's got this old deer in it. And I swear to you, he steps out in the middle of the road, hand up flat like that. Car slams on its brakes, thinking it's a real copper. But on Benoan, there's this young bird in the car behind, slams into the back of this old deer. <laughs> and fucking hell, you want to see... Like, don't get me wrong, it wasn't a bad crash, but you can imagine the screech of the brakes yeah. and then the crack. So then everyone just starts fucking sprinting towards <laughs> Bentley's, leaving the scene of a fucking accident. <laughs> the copper <laughs> running off! Right? Yeah. And Butts is out, the copper's fucked off. <laughs> he's, he's, he should be the one that's going up to help. So 
<laughs> anyway, so everyone's sprinting across the road, fucking, and I'm, so I'm there, I'm fucking, I'm the captain, so I've had the go, so obviously I've got... You're your ambulance, you should be sorting her out, she got whiplash, the yeah, poor I'm, lass. I'm, I'm, I'm the doctor, so I've got, I've got all this stethoscope and the ring round the neck, haven't I? So I'm, fuck, fuck it, I'm going to have to go and sort this out. And as I'm walking up, those exact things it's came to my mind, I thought, aye, aye. I'll have a I'll have a little bit of fun with this. So anyway, I make sure that both of them are all right. Both ladies are all right, and they are all right. And so, and as I'm doing, I said, "You sure? You sure you don't want me to give you the once over to the young girl?" Of course. <laughs> yeah, I've got I've got my stethoscope. <laughs> <laughs> Just make sure. Only messing about, but I'll, I'll drop it in anyway. <laughs> so anyway, gets you know, so gets all the phone numbers, registration numbers. Tell them, don't worry. You don't need to call the police because we've got one in there, even though he's <laughs> left the safe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, gets so sorts all the insurance and everything else. Make sure they're all right. Ask them did they want an ambulance? Everything else being a bit serious for for a minute, uh, and they're, and they're fine, and they all drive off. So I'm, I'm walking back down towards Bentley's, and I walks in, and, and you know, obviously everybody's getting in the party mood. You know, everyone's there, and I, I go to the side of the bar to get a pint. I see Butts is in the fucking back of the pub. And he's in his boxer shorts. He's taking all his fucking clubber. <laughs> he's, you know. And the evidence, and the evidence. Talk about a shit house. You know, I mean? you know, come out and face it at least. But he's in his boxer shorts and a pair of fucking DM boots or something. Like that. <laughs> Jesus Christ almighty. But now yeah, they were legendary, absolutely legendary oh. Christmas parties. <laughs> so there was never any, any comeback from it? No, oh, well, obviously we sorted out the yeah. insurance and that and any repairs that, that were uh, and I think you know we there was a bunch of flowers stuff like that yeah, that were sent yeah. so we make sure everything was smooth though in fact if if any of those ladies are, are listening and want to get back they could probably be able to shed a bit more light on it <laughs> <laughs> so you went on to Bolton newly promoted Bolton there for spelling the Premier League yeah, we're Barnsley in Championship then, so that was, yeah. that was your first step into the Premier League as well. Yeah, that's right. So I'd been there six years, five and a half years at Barnsley, and at the time I couldn't see us progressing to where I wanted to go to. Yeah, how wrong was I? But anyway, again, that's another story. But at the time, it was the right, it was the right move for me to go and play. I was, I was at the top of my game. Premier League uh, comes a calling. Yeah, uh, but. Yeah, I say I love my time at Bolton. With Sasha Search it there as well. That was funniest thing ever with Sasha. Obviously, he'd come from Belgrade. Uh, I think it was Partizan Belgrade they signed him from. And he'd come in and he looked like a fucking tramp. We just dragged in off the street, Sasha. Within two weeks, he had a Ferrari. He's running around in rainbow fucking Versace <laughs> tops, <laughs> which looked just as bad as the gear he fucking arrived in. <laughs> But obviously, it cost a lot more money. <laughs> he literally did. He done his whole fucking first month's money on a Ferrari and a fucking load of shit gear. <laughs> it was just, just funny that the, the, the transformation within yeah. a small space of time, and, and he lit the place up for us for a while. Yeah. But yeah, I he was class. Yeah, he? he lit the place up, you know, and he was. Uh, he got us a few goals, vital goals. Uh, John McGinley there as well, like you said, he was... Yeah, McGinn, the Lord Murr, as I call him, the Lord Murr of Bolton, <laughs> John, you know. It was like the Teflon Don. Nothing would ever stick with John. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> he was brilliant. And he had his... He had, Owen Coyle was his designated driver. So Owen Coyle didn't drink. 
But Coyley would go out on a Saturday night with John and just drive him around and drive him home everywhere. You know? <laughs> That's a good relationship. Yeah, good, yeah. Yeah. Andy won that, innit? Yeah. So, yeah, he, again, he sort of, he was like, I don't know, he was he was like the Donald Trump of Bolton. <laughs> <laughs> a, few, uh, a few on Twitter, is it the, the, the Battle of... Battle Burnden. of Burnden, yeah. Not the Bolton Massacre, no. as you yeah. <laughs> The Battle of Burnden. Yeah. Against wolves. wolves. Yeah, my God. Your eyes lit up then. That was quality. <laughs> <laughs> so, literally, something happened on the halfway line between two of the players. I don't know who. Next thing, there's people being laid out on the ground properly. It's not, it's not handbags. It's full on <laughs> knuckle war. dusters. We were involved at this point. Well, full, but bang! And the best one I've seen was uh, Chris Fairclough, Sparks, Steve Ball, bang, clean out. Steve Ball's laying like that on the floor. <laughs> Sparkle, absolute class. I've got. <laughs> I'm trying to hold three. I've got Neil Emblem, and Keith Curl, and then somebody else comes in from the side. So I'm, I'm all over the show. Were you trying, to, were you trying to defuse it? Or no, were, no, were you, I'm, uh, no, I'm you the ready? ball. Oh, I've, I've run 40 yards. <laughs> Fastest he's moved all season. Uh, I've run from centre half to the middle of the pitch to get involved in it all. But I've got people all around, so I'm grabbing people and other people coming in. And then I've looked around and seen Chris Furkle, Sparko, Steve Bull. It was just, it was brilliant. brilliant. But then the rules changed around that because... At, at that time, there was like a standard fine for not, uh, not being in control of your team. And then because of uh, all the TV cameras being introduced with so Sky... Well that, well, that standard fine was not enough for well, our no. situation? <laughs> so, uh, Bolden got a standard fine and been warned about blah, 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 blah. But Chris Fairclough never got a ban. And you can clearly see it on the video. I never <laughs> got a ban. None of the Wolves players got any bans. Did you get well, headbutted? No, no, no. There's an art, there's an article out there that says Bull headbutted you. Oh, is there? It might have done, I don't know, yeah. but I didn't feel it. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably why he got he smart. Like the best, scene from Rambo. The best thing is, it said you had blood gushing out your yeah. head and all kinds, and it said uh, Tegget Taggart was mentioned. Um, sorry, was Tigger. interviewed. Who's Taggart? Who's Taggart? was interviewed after the game, and all he said was. It's all part of the game. <laughs> <laughs> I might have done it. There's a good chance. As I say, it was just... How can you not remember? Because <laughs> there was so much going on. Brian, I promise you. There was... That's what I'm saying. It was proper. It was a proper brawl. It wasn't like, you know, people pushing. It was people proper punching and headbutting, whatever. I, I just can't remember. I just, it's only headbutt, isn't it? <laughs> Classic. <laughs> I'll have to watch this video. Yeah. Is it on YouTube? Then? So... I don't know, but obviously there's a few people should have got sent off that day for what happened, and they didn't, and that's when the rules changed. That you could go back, prison, look at the video, and then retrospectively yeah. bomb mm. people, and that was another catalyst. Well, well the manager like fucking well done, lad. Yeah. We're all stuck together. You well, you know, like Colin Todd, you know, he, you know, he was a, he, he was a, uh, you know, alone not the tallest, he could handle himself as well. So what, but, what happened? There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. 
That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. plushcare.com slash weightloss. Yeah, Andy was there as well, yeah. Because he can handle himself. Oh, as well, absolutely. He's got, I had him as, uh, I had him as absolutely. Assistant, oh, yeah. assistant manager at Newport, and he just, his eye, he just eyes. Yeah. He just got this stare, didn't he? he, just, he his eyes just were like, fuck me, you can't mess with this no. guy. Yeah. I remember yeah, the on-field uh, punch-up he had with Stan Collymore. Yeah, well, I played that day. Oh, my word. So we're playing Villa. Collymore's had a pop at Toddy. And Toddy's sort of like taking a... Andy told us, he's taking a step back as if to go, what? What have you just done? And then the next thing you, you've seen, there's a volley of punches going in the stand. Yeah, one, two, one, like, two. Meet K and O. Ten punches. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. <laughs> Were you fucking Stan, Bolton Boxing Club? <laughs> Stan Collymore, bingo, out on the floor. Yet again, laid flat in the floor. Toddy's hit him with about ten punches with no reply. Collymore's out flat Six on, on the floor. Six-month band now, that, yeah. How yeah. do we not know about it? I yeah. didn't I have a clue know. that even happened. Oh, crap. <laughs> Telling you, I've had a search. There's no, there's no, there's no, no documentation footage. or footage of yeah. that in existence. I think Toddy's burned it all. Were you? Uh, I'm not sure when it was, but with Phil Brown, was Phil Brown a player then or manager? He was assistant manager when, he, when, when he I was a full. snake, weren't he? Apparently, well, he, he's a snake. And obviously, his dad, uh, Andy Todd's dad, was the manager. Yes, that's right. You're not snake. No, I, I wasn't there then. Todd, so I'd left to go to Leicester by then when when that all came out about. So. From what you hear, Brownie was trying to get Big Sam in, mm. but you know I wasn't there then, so I didn't I didn't hear about that. What did it fall him in the toilet? The story is, yeah, he, obviously Phil Brown snaked Colin Todd out, and then he's um, at Derby. You was at Derby, was it? Yeah. Phil Brown went to Derby, and what? Andy Todd has followed him into the toilets and fucking just filled him in. Yeah. Mm. That's why I like Toddy. I like Toddy. Yeah. He's, he's up there <laughs> one of my favourite other people. Yeah. I think he proper filled him in weird to the point of like, yeah, oh dear. Did. Oh dear. He did, but yeah, that was that was an eye opener. And that's another one you're going, you're not, I'm not messing with Toddy. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get him in a headlock ASAP. <laughs> and no, then what? hang on. But yeah. First yeah. that was, that was, that was the first and not the last time Seen Stan get sparkle, bless him. But doesn't go. he bring it on himself? I don't think he's well liked, is he? Well, yeah, he, he, he decent. You know, he obviously he came to Leicester from Villa, and he O'Neill had him brilliant, had him on toast. You know what I mean? Had him playing well, scored a hat trick on his debut against Sunderland. Mm. Uh, but there was always that edge with Stan. You know, I don't know what it was. In what way yeah. you just didn't know how to take him? You didn't well, know how he, he'd react yeah, to yeah, stuff. No, for, for most of the time, he was he was great. Obviously, he's publicised, well, it's publicised his struggles with anxiety and depression yeah. and stuff. I don't know if, whether or not that played a part, some, why people just didn't take them or, you know. But on his day, I mean, ability-wise. I was a player, yeah. Um, oh, my God. I mean, right up there, right up there. But it was about getting Stan on his day. We say he was fine with me, Stan. And sometimes you can only take how you find people, how they mm. are with you. But he's fine. But you always knew there was something... You know, go else going off. Anyway. Yeah, underneath, just mm. waiting to come up. What was the uh, the other one when he got a ten count? Well, that was with Trevor Benjamin. They were playing in a in a in a reserve match at Filbert Street. Trevor <clears> Benjamin <throat> on the same team. Yeah, so Benji was saying Peter Taylor signed Trevor Benjamin f uh, for some reason. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but but you know, you say that, 
They signed some bad players because they signed Action Bayer, didn't they? And none of them could see. <laughs> none of them could read. You know the eye test, you know? Yeah. None of them could read. They could read the top two lines of the eye test and that was it. <laughs> so, and, and, and Ari Akinbaye couldn't see on the floodlights until the ball was a couple of yards away. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Because he got some stick, didn't he, Akinbaye? Yeah, like, yeah no, it cost five and a half million quid. Yeah, and he just became a bit of a, it became a bit of a laughing stock, really. I mean, thankfully. Again, another the, one you wouldn't mess with, Harry. Jesus oh, Christ. Yeah, oh, it's a unit. But I tell you, great lads. The problem were great lads, but it just didn't happen for them at Leicester. Mm. So anyway, they're playing a reserve match. And uh, obviously Stan's a fucking quality player. And he's, uh, he's having to play a reserve game and he's playing it with Benji. And he's giving Benji a bit of stick because Benji can't control the ball or whatever. <laughs> well, he's a unit, isn't he? For people who don't know. Yeah. Unit. So come in at half time. And so Stan's like pointing a finger at him, like giving him dogs abuse. So Benji just stands up and goes bang, Stan, <laughs> sparkle, sparkle on the floor yet again. You know what I mean? He's got a weak chin, Stan. Yeah, yeah. He's to work on that. So with Bolton, then you obviously went up, went down, went back up, yeah. and then not so many games in that second yeah, period. Yeah, yeah, just struggled with and the then Leicester. Yeah. Because he brought again, a lot of big, play, like a lot of yeah. household names, like Dean Oldsworth, yeah, and Peter Beardsley. Yeah, Peter Beardsley. Yeah, Peter Beardsley went to Bolton. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know that. No. Fucking really. Yeah. education today. From Newcastle. Newcastle. Yeah. yeah. Jesus, I didn't know. I, I, he must not have done very well because I can't well, remember. He didn't do very he well. Didn't, did he didn't. But he was great. He was great for all the younger players like myself. You know what I mean? The way he, uh, he came into training, the way he trained. You know, it was just like bloody hell. You can see. Why this guy plays for England? You yeah. know, it was just a different level, he, and he, and that's when he was thirty six. So he was good for all the other players. He helped all the other players, uh, and so training got raised. The the, the bar at training yeah. always got raised. So as you say, then we bought Mark Fish in from Mark Fish Lazio Lazio. Yeah. Are you American? No, South African. <laughs> South African politics. Now he's a politician in South Africa. There you go. Is he a big fuzzy yeah. Yeah. Yeah, big, yeah. Long, big, tall, lean guy. Yeah. So who'd have been your main uh, defensive partners? Goodenbergson. Yeah, Fish. Back then, Chris yep. Fairclough. Yeah. You're just showing off now, aren't you? I know, yeah. <laughs> no, hey, you've got to do a Bolton podcast. You've got to have another fucking day. He got stabbed not long ago, uh, Gundy Bergson. Wow. He's a solicitor. Yeah. In Iceland. In Iceland, yeah. yeah. And he yeah. Got, uh, Stabbins in Iceland. I know, yeah. Somebody who, who well, didn't win his divorce claim. Didn't win his divorce claim. Turned up at office and uh, and stuck him. Really? Mm. Jesus. Any more well, useful? Any no, no, job no. Changes? That's it. That's it. Useless. <laughs> so Leicester. <laughs> Leicester. <laughs> Where have you found that? At? Where on earth have you found that Gundy Burson lost a divorce case and got fucking a stab? <laughs> Bear in mind, normally it's called can't Google. He can't even remember what club. The guests play for. Yeah, well, so, yeah. You look. You one of the lucky yeah. ones, mate. That's probably what makes this podcast so successful. <laughs> yeah. Nobody knows what they're fucking talking about. <laughs> so Leicester, then it was just a case of, well, both have gone down, and you can you can go back back to the. Program. Yeah, well, I was on a, and that time my contract had run out, and then yeah. obviously the year before Bosman ruined the come in, so you could say I took advantage of that. Uh, Go to Leicester again. You know, you soon very quickly learn that that's a step up again from Bolton. You know the quality that we had in the team. Yeah. There's a, a lot of established players there. You're thinking, fucking hell, I've got I've, I've got my work cut out here to try and break in. 
no other team. Was that Walsh, Elliot? Yeah, Walsh was our Elliot, the hard. <clears throat> well, there, there was just that chink. They just signed Frank Sinclair from Chelsea as well at the same time they signed yeah. me. Uh, so when I, that first thing, I suffered from injury with my ankle again. Uh, the physios were shit back then, I tell you. They were fucking shit. So combination of things happened. Me moving down there, Leicester getting a decent physio in who sorted my ankles out. Yeah. And then that next season, I played every game. One player of the season, we won the cup. Uh, and then that's when I really established myself in Leicester's team. You know, I played that season before, I played in the cup final. Did you? Yeah. Play, uh, that season before. Well, that was only because Frank Sinclair went out on the piss the night before the game. Now, Frank, talk about Frank. <laughs> he he could party, Frank. Yeah. <laughs> he could fucking party, man. He went on the piss the night before the, yeah. the cup, final. He cup went, final. He went, yeah. Yeah, I'll What's just he thinking, man? I know. Well, he went. He didn't go on the night, on the afternoon. Oh, that's all right. (laughs) On the afternoon. Because we had to be in at a certain time for dinner. He turned up late for the meeting, but he'd been out, so he he didn't play. I was on the bench. Was he half cut as well? I don't know. I never seen him. I just heard. The next thing I know, I'm playing in the cup final. (laughs) Nice one, Frankie. (laughs) So Frank had sort of misbehaved slightly, but he could fucking party, Frank. He was the best I've seen, to be honest, Frank. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Every night was a fucking party night for Frank, I think. It was good. But good lad. A, oh, great lad, Frank. Great lad. Even uh, better when he gets you in the team, eh? Yeah, and, he, and you know, when he could <laughs> perform more often than not, he'd perform on a Saturday, mm-hmm. which again, O'Neill sort of knew what the players' movements were. You know, they knew who the party animals were and, and they knew who the... the uh, so what, what, in what, what were you classed as here then? Well... In, in O'Neill, if, if O'Neill knew who the party animals were, what were you... Well, like? I... I, I, I I'm now a Saturday night guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you play a game, you go out. But I, I, I wasn't going out really in the town. I just go out for lo- a couple of pints local or something like that there. Because, I, you know what I mean? I stopped going out in town as much. Um, so I'm fucking knocking on, man. I'm 27. <laughs> you know, I'm like 28. <laughs> at, at PT signed Really? No, he came in after O'Neill. O'Neill signed me. Right, yeah. And then I had two years under O'Neill and then Peter Taylor came in. That's when things started to go. Just a disaster, really. Alone saying that, it's funny. After eight games, of him, we're, we're we're top of the Premier League, like, and we're all looking around, going, <laughs> "We're shit." <laughs> <laughs> we were never out of the top six until the last eight games of the season. Under Peter Taylor, under in, in his first season, never out of the top six. In fact, up until if you look at the league table when we got put out in the quarterfinal. Uh, FA Cup by Wickham. Wickham? Wickham. <laughs> <laughs> the week before, we'd just beaten Liverpool 2-0 at home and we've gone fifth in the league. So next week's the FA Cup. We're playing Wickham. They get to the semis. You're thinking fuck, it's a show in, aren't you? Fucking two and we get beat. And we're out. And then, we never won another league game. And we finished 14th. What happened? Did he just change the wheels just came off yeah the wheels just came off the hank just the wheels just literally came off and i missed the last i think it was last seven league games something like that there who signed wise peter taylor signed dennis wise yeah Mm -hmm. there's no point fucking beating around the bush no but (laughs) i did but then he was another one as soon as he got a drink and i mean he switched yeah it was all right little man syndrome yeah well yeah you call it whatever you want but yeah he switched and then you know, something happened on pre-season which was unforgivable in my eyes, you know. Is, that's not when you've got into, into bother, is it? What, Are you on about the... Um, Callum Davidson, he smashed oh, I was going to ask Davidson. about that, yeah. yeah. What was that over? 
game of cards. We're all playing cards. <clears throat> and why is he? I don't know, but we were all pretty pissed in the in the room. And I uh, over a game of cards, and he took a d- dislike in the Callum. Uh, next Callum's just the quietest, yeah, exactly. Like, model professional. Yeah. No, don't get no bother with anyone, really, mm. does he? He's just so yeah. Just it didn't work out for Wisey, you know. Uh, to be fair, he ca- again, Peter Tilly. He, he did that come to blows? Sorry, so did that yeah, come yeah, to blows? yeah, yeah. Callum yeah. ended up in hospital. Broke his cheekbone in three places or two places or something like that. There, yeah. So they're having a game of cards, and Wisey just stood up and chinned him. No, 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 no. No, we're, so there's about eight of us in the in the bedroom having a game of cards and then it got to like I don't know two o'clock in the morning we're up for pre-season training the next day in Finland and so it's bedtime now well probably so we probably all go- 12 o'clock at bedtime <laughs> weren't it if you were well, training next no, day no the curfew was was 12 o'clock but, <laughs> uh, so everyone goes to bed but big Matty Elliott standing in the corridor having a cigarette because you couldn't smoke in the room so he's out in the <laughs> corridor having a fag big Matty <laughs> And Wisey comes down the corridor, everyone's gone to bed, and he wants to go in and apologise to Callum for being an arse a bit earlier. But Callum's lying in bed, and as uh, Callum gets up to shake his hand, Wisey punches him three times. What? Apparently. Oh, yeah. And Elliot yeah, stood like, there because tr- tr- Elliot's ridden Trojan with Callum. Trojan arse. He's yeah. gone in yeah. under false pretenses yeah. that he's come to apologise. And then you know, Callum's not, he hasn't got a. No, absolutely. Body, but it was, nice Callum, fella, it was Callum's Callum. room. I think it was was it Callum? It was Callum and Paul Dickoff. So Dicky, I think it was Dicky and Elliot were having a fag on the corridor <laughs> at the time. So he's, he's just he's just chinned him, him. getting up from bed to yeah to shake his hand. That's unacceptable. Isn't it? So that was the end of Dennis. After Did he sack for that? Yeah, there was a whole melee about that. Right, there was a load of politics surrounding it. I, didn't get involved in all that. Was there apologies afterwards? Uh, well, this was one of the things we said. We said if Dennis apologised and we went and had a chat with Callum. Just forgotten about. We'll, we'll scrub it on the carpet because nobody wants to get anyone in the sack. Yeah. That's number one. But th- wisey has got to let people know that what he's done isn't wrong. Yeah. But for some reason, he wouldn't do it. He wouldn't apologise. Well, yeah. that was to do with something else to do with the club because he was on a lot of money at the time and they were looking for an excuse to get rid of him I don't know that could may well have been the case mm. but for some reason he would not apologise to Callum well, he's saying he, he turns into a dick when he's drunk he was obviously sober after that and he still hasn't had the well this is it it's not the first time he's had a blush with the law though is it no, Dennis no. So, I mean a few people have mentioned that um, through the Twitter as well you're at Stoke yeah, you've got Wisey by the throat on the floor. Now, is that an, is there an underlining ripple there from? Well, yes and no. You know, obviously, uh, in between the corridors of Leicester and wherever else Wisey was, you know, we, I was one of the people that said, "If you say sorry," so the option was there. Yeah, because mm. as I say, I didn't want to see Dennis Wise get the sack just because because of what he did. But you know, he had to own up. So what you know, he had to own the situation, and, and for whatever reason, he didn't. So there was probably a bit of that, but the main reason why he got that was because he fucking. What happened was the ball's going out for a, a goal kick. I'm shielding it, and why has he seen a, an opportunity there to do me? Yeah. So as I'm shielding the ball, he's come at the back of me and fucking scraped the spud, the studs all the way down my calf, right? Which anyone will tell you. It doesn't tickle. When <laughs> <does>. <laughs> yeah, 
it's not a sensation that you turn around oh thanks very much <laughs> so I thought oh fucking hell here we go he's out of the game Mr Wise is out of the game mm. so I thought okay just leave it forget about it because it would have been very easy to turn around and run after him mm. so I thought no I'm going to leave it something will happen probably the best thing for me that day was a referee because I knew Uriah, Uriah Rennie was a referee me and Uriah used to meet, meet not not by choice, just by chance, at Arlington Dog Track. And so he used to go down on Saturday night and the whole time we'd take the girls out and go to the dogs and then go for a Chinese with Bertie Biggins, Wayne Biggins. Mm. So he was refereeing that day. So you get get talking of quite friendly. So anyway, so the ball's getting cleared. I think it was a I think it was a corner for us and they've cleared it. And the ball sort of dropped into that no man's land between the halfway line and the eighteen yard box. And why is he going towards the ball? Bingo. Bingo. This is it. Don't, Here fucking, we go. don't fucking waste it. You've never seen a fucking half crippled centre half run as quick in all your life towards that little shit. So I fucking started motoring. And I tell you, when you watch it, I've done a fucking karate kid kung fu. I've actually taken him out mid-air in the fucking leg. Right? Taking him out, he's on the floor, and that's when I fought around grabbing the little fucker. He's on the ground. I've just got on top of him, fucking strangled him. And as I'm strangling, <laughs> he's, 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 gra he's grabbing my balls. He's fucking squeezing my balls like that. Like he's fucking. You both get both getting tied yeah. But but yeah, and I've just gone. Doesn't fucking hurt, why is it? Doesn't fucking hurt. And then the next thing, it all comes in, and people are shoving me off. And if you actually. Look at it again. You see me like crawling out on all hands and fours, like <laughs> like a lost little Getting fucking away from kid. The the Uriah comes up, pulls me over. I'm thinking it's a red card. It's a red card offence. No shit of it. I've got somebody on the fucking strangle. <laughs> no, not, not, not the karate kick. Well, no, 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 both. Yeah, that's a yellow <laughs> card in the strangle. And the throttle. <laughs> and, and the throttle's another one. <laughs> Uriah's bringing me over, and I'm like, fucking. There's another one. They add to the list. Of God knows how many sendings off, and as he's as as he's dragging me over, you know, all the melee's going off, and he's dragging me into a little bit of no man's land. He, he starts fucking winking at me, you're eh? as if to say, "Don't worry, I'm not going to send you off." So he gets me and he goes, "I've got to give you a card, but it's only a yellow." <laughs> <laughs> right, cheers, you're right. <laughs> Next time I see it, the dogs first drinks on me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm have to give you the card, yeah. but it's only a yellow. It's a red card. It's a fucking red. Card. <laughs> probably two red cards yeah, in there. Yeah. So, but anyway, the kick top man, Uriah. <laughs> Going back to Leicester, were you there when the? Because I remember being in the press. Was it? I think that was a pre-season tour. When was there a girl involved or something? Oh no, I'd was left it? then. Yeah, yeah, I'd left then. Touch wood. I, I'd just gone to Stoke. They all thingy, didn't they? They all. There was some. Yeah. Did they all get arrested for some at all? Yeah, I think uh, Sinclair was. Frank. He was involved. Dick Matt Goff. Elliot uh, and Keith Gillespie, I think, or Paul Dickoff, I think it was, were in jail for a week. Jeez. It might have been Keith. No, Matt got let, let out after it was. It was Frank, Dickie, and Keith Gillespie. Yeah, there was hell on, week. wasn't they? Yeah. But uh, thankfully, I'd, I'd tell you where I was though when, when I heard the news. You no, know, Sunday night, I'm in the fucking kitchen with a glass of wine watching the fucking TV. 
Dun, dun, dun. Fucking ITN news comes on. <laughs> Breaking news. Ten Leicester City players have been arrested in the Lamanga Resort. Uh, for, you know, being accused of sexual assault on this, that and the other. I've got all my hands and knees. And I didn't believe in God. By the, I believed in God when I was a kid. Then I became an atheist. For those five minutes, I believed in God. <laughs> Thank you, fucking Lord. Thank you, fucking Lord, for me not being there. As sure as eggs are eggs, I'm tagging some fucking jail. <laughs> tagging some jail. Oh, my God. You're, I swear. You're, Taggart's in jail. Yeah, Taggart's in jail. My missus is on the phone there. It's missus, what's going off? What's going off? And all. You know, if you if you knew Calf Elliot then, she, there was no holds. But I said, I said, she goes, I don't know, but they can keep the fucking twat in jail for as long as they want, as far as I'm concerned. That's Elliot's wife. <laughs> oh dear. Well, did it all end that then? Well, well, they were all they, they were trying to. The lads weren't. The lads weren't. Uh, there were there were prostitutes. There was a couple of teams over. A couple of German teams were over, and a Swedish team were. A Norwegian team were over at the same time, and all these girls have been shipped in for them. So they're on the way home. Realised Leicester were staying there, so they said, "Oh, bit of overtime. Let's go back and have a bit of overtime." But the lads weren't interested. The only lad that was interested was the German uh, Stefan Freund. So he got involved, Stefan Freund. He got involved with one of them, but that was it. And the rest was all because they wouldn't. The lads wouldn't play ball with them. They then said, flipped, it on its head. flipped it on its head and said, right, let's do something else. Because they were literally coming into the rooms and the lads were telling them to get out. And there was a bit of hand-to-hand combat. No punching, <laughs> but there was a bit of pushing going on saying, get the fuck out of my room. Mm. You're, in my, you're in my space. But these, these women were persistent, apparently. And they just wouldn't leave. So, anyway, I thought this is... This <laughs> Taggart's is, in jail. No. <laughs> But this is this is this is classic fucking Leicester City, right? At the time, no. So we've got Jamie Scowcroft. He's been locked up, right? So what happened was the next day. Obviously, I wasn't there, but I'm. I've heard the story a thousand times. So the police are involved now, right? All the police come say, right? We want all your passports. So all the lads have to hand over the passports to the Spanish police, and uh, they're going through the passports. And the girls are there, these prostitutes are there, and they're, and they're identifying all the lads. Now, we had, Ian Walker was the keeper, right? And he had this small mole on the side of his face. And with Jimmy Scowcroft, who'd a proper mole on the side <laughs> of his face, his nickname was The Mole, actually. And uh, <laughs> So one of the girls has identified Jimmy Scowcroft. Now, Jimmy Scowcroft was the only player not to go out that night in La Manga and he ended up being fucking uh, done by the women he ended up in jail for three days <laughs> and he didn't even go out <laughs> Ian Walker he goes well what about me I was out and says no you've not been identified he went right see you later lads I'm off <laughs> and left fucking Scoey in the shit it's a jungle isn't it eat off eat that's, and... that's when you need a twin as yeah, well that's when you need your twin <laughs> wasn't me Jesus so that just sort of that just sort of you know shows you what kind of a debacle the whole thing was. But for them lads that were in for a week, like, apparently it was tough going, you know, <sighs> tough going. But then, bearing in mind, two seasons before we'd been kicked out of the manga before for Stan Collymore letting off a fire extinguisher. Yeah. 
in the main bar. Right. So it's Were you way, there for that one? I was there for that one. So it, Martin O'Neill had this thing about taking the players away. I think it must have been since when he used to play under Cloughy at Forest. Yeah. So we're in the cup final and they used to go away the week before the cup final for a few days. So we went to La Manga and we're all having a jolly time and it's dead. La Manga's dead at that time of year. And there's only a few couples in the piano bar. Uh, all the lads are on the lash, bladdered. And then fucking Stan brings it upon himself to let the fire extinguisher off. But it's one of them powder ones. So it just covers the whole place. <laughs> and I mean, within five minutes, it's like fucking Christmas. <laughs> 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 so me and Tim, I'm rooming with Tim Flowers, the keeper. And so we've all gone to bed. I fucking scarbered the bed sharpish after Stan did that. Comes down the next day. And uh, the kit man's there with, uh, with Steve Walford, the coach, and the assistant manager, John Robertson. And, uh, and we're going, uh, right, massive hangover rough as fuck the purvis alright Macker give us a kit and Steve Walford's here and he goes are you training next day? yeah yeah we'll have to train next day <laughs> yeah wasn't, we didn't fuck about us boys <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so we're going down to get the kit in the foyer and she's right give us a kit Macker and, Ma and Steve Walford turns around and goes oh lads no training today so me and Tim are high-fiving each other <laughs> get in get in and uh, before we could finish high-fiving and Going, oh, come on, Tim, let's get back to bed. Steve Walford goes, pack your bags, lads. We're leaving. I says, you what? He says, yeah, we've been kicked out. So we've been there less than 24 hours and we're on our way back. And this is the week before. This cup is the final. Monday. We've got flew out on Sunday. This is the Monday and the cup final's on the following Sunday. We're is out. this a cup final you won? Oh, yeah, cup yeah. final we won. So we're out. We've been kicked out of, of the Manga Club because of... Fire extinguisher. <laughs> did that get out in the press? Yes, Dan. Oh my God. It's slaughtered. So what happened was, what they did was, we packed all the bags on the coach and then on the plane and they decided that to stop the press getting good footage, they, they drove the team bus right up to the side of the airplane and they unloaded all our bags out of the airplane onto the coach and then out the back gate off Heathrow Airport. Yeah. But they're all waiting for us. All the press are waiting on us. Someone's obviously got a tip off to say that they're going out the back gate. So no, no passport control, no customs, nothing. Bang! You could have, we could have had an ink in their bags in. You know what I mean? <laughs> Some of them probably did. <laughs> and uh, so we're out, out the back gates. All the press are there, and I'm sat beside Muzzy, is it? But I'm sat at the window on this side as we're driving out, and Muzzy's leaned across me as we're driving out the gate and sticks his two fingers out <laughs> the window to all the press men. Right, and the next thing you know, the next day, it's in the fucking paper, in the sun or the mirror, whatever, the star, whatever. I get to call up the manager's office, don't I? Page five of the fucking sun. And there's a picture of me, my face at the window. I got that. <laughs> <laughs> and it's Muzzy's <laughs> fingers. Muzzy's <laughs> fingers, your face. Yeah. So I've had to explain this to the manager and say, listen, and I, I didn't dub Muzzy in. But he said, I said, Muzzy, I'm telling you now, I've just went up to the manager's office. He says, all you can see is my face and your fingers out that window. So fair play to Muzzy, he said, I'll go up and tell him. Uh, but M Muzzy was a golden child, yeah. you know what I mean? And rightly so, because he was a top player. So I don't know what happened, but I said, I'm getting pelters here for my word. Because the day before that, I forgot to tell you, I've been called up again, page five of a different paper. 
there's a picture of me with fucking 20 pound notes stuck all over my head in the foyer <laughs> with my arms around the physio with, well the two physios in, in the head lying on my own steamers and I've got fucking 20 pound notes stuck all over my face so O'Neill gets me up one day goes what's going off here I says oh we just had a private bet boss about someone we said Phil Gilchrist wouldn't come back from the toilet you know when say I'm just going to the toilet and they go to bed yeah. so we had a bet and I won the bet so I'm in that day and then the next day I'm in full of fingers so two days in the trot my <laughs> face is in the fucking papers <laughs> how, how was that getting to the press that picture of you with well, do, well obviously the, there was whoever was at the manga uh, would take, there was some there was this couple in the corner this Swedish couple started taking photographs for some reason bastards yeah and I think that's how I got in the paper and obviously they sold that photograph mm. to, to, the, to the papers and, and, and it got out but that was only a bit of harmless fun between me and a couple of yeah, yeah. the staff, but it still got out. You know, obviously the one with the fingers in the window. <laughs> Don't defend it. Didn't, it. Didn't go down, yes, it didn't go down too well with the manager, <laughs> but it wasn't me. <laughs> I'd retired and I did nothing for a year. And then I thought, fucking hell. Gap yeah. Well, yeah, you could call it that. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way of putting it. That way. And then I thought, oh, I've you got go back to your fucking first seven months at Bath. Well, well, sort of, yeah. There was a few holidays involved. I, I went. I tell you what, I did do. I went fucking yacht racing in New York, and the King of Spain, the yacht I was racing in, the King of Spain was it was racing against his class of yacht was in the same class as mine. So, nah. Have you, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. have you thought of a yacht race? Ah, uh, well, you know, y just for some. Must have been near Magaluf, was it? Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> that's why didn't win. It was Pulled Obama off. in the Bay of Palma. There. Did she wear a pedal or just yeah, some fucking jibber? I tell you, I did the first day. I kept getting bollocked by the fucking skipper for not moving quick enough around the fucking boat, and I thought, oh, I, I, did, I did. I didn't turn up for the second day's race, and I said, you can fuck off. This is about last fifteen years. I've had seventeen years of some. Somebody tell me I'm shit, I'm not doing stuff right. I said, I'm not fucking taking it from you. I'm not coming back. So yeah, fucking yacht racing against the King of Spain, believe it or not. So I was doing stuff like that, enjoying myself, basically. And then I thought, I've got to do something. So I, I actually ended up with Millsy at Tamworth All right. as player coach. But Millsy, Millsy wanted me to play, and I wanted the coach. So it didn't fucking go down too well. Yeah. And, and in the end, we sort of parted ways. And then I ended up back at, at Leicester uh, under Gary Megson. So I came in as like first team coach. I couldn't fucking coach, fuck all that time, you know, but it was more. But anyway, so we're at the training ground one day and I've gone to get changed and go up for some lunch. So I've gone into the coach's changing room and Mego sat there with Frank Burroughs, who was his assistant at the time. As I've walked in, they've looked up since me and sorry, Tags, can you just give us a minute? I went, oh, yeah, no problem, no problem. So I went, just threw my boots in, went straight down to the canteen, went and got myself a cup of coffee and sat and Sky Sports News was on. So I was like, oh, fucking hell, I wonder what them two are doing down there in the changing room. Anyway, comes on the news, breaking news, Gary Megson, there's people saying that Gary Megson's on his, could be leaving Leicester and going to Bolton. So I'm thinking, fucking hell, this is news. So I thought, and, and, and for, I had a funny five fucking 10 seconds. 
And I went, I know, I know what I'll do. So I phoned the bookies up and I said, can I have, a, what price is Gary Max going to go to Bolton? <laughs> for, for four. <laughs> and so they give me a price. He says, it's gone from fucking 10 to one. I says, give me a fucking grand on it now. <laughs> So I swear I had a fucking ground on Gary Megson going the bolt then. No, am I going to be made caretaker manager? It might be me the next game. Get me a grand. Get me a grand on Megson going the fuck. And I wasn't a gambler. I wasn't a gambler. I didn't really gamble. But I thought, this is an opportunity to go to fucking yeah, mess. They don't come round here tough. And so I just thought, get me a fucking ground on it. So I won fucking three grand. It was three to one. When by the time you got it on. Yeah, by the time I got it on. So I got three grand. Happy days. Cheers, Gary. <laughs> Uh, so yeah so anyway Meggo fucks off the boat then leaves a, leaves us in the shit again <laughs> some uh, in the shit oh, yeah oh, always come up smelling a rose and then we get called into the chairman's fucking office at King Power Stadium which it is Walker's as it was then and uh, so I'm me and Frank Burroughs go up and uh, he's like okay in the office I'm thinking what the fuck's going to happen here you know I've only just been in the club back at the club six weeks mm. as a fucking coach Uh so Milan comes in, secretary, Milan, all formal and that, bollocks, you know how it is. And uh, sits down, he goes, right, lads, uh, I want you two to look after the team for the for, for foreseeable future until I, I get a manager. I said, okay, fucking fine. I'm like, holy fuck. <laughs> I have not got a fucking clue what I'm doing. I know how to speak to lads and that, but coaching and all that. So, I'm, so walks out and I'm saying, Frank, Frank, let's get one thing fucking straight. You're in fucking charge. I'll just take something to It's your fucking fault. I did have said him. You're, you're in fucking charge. But all the press were saying it was me. I'm in charge of the team because, you know, I was an ex-player or whatever. So, yeah, the fucking shit's hit the fan, basically. Uh, it was funny. First game I've got this lad, the Dutch lad. God, he came on loan from Fulham. I can't remember his name for the life of me. Collins John. Remember oh, him, yeah, Collins, yeah, John. Collins John. Right. Yeah. So he's at loan in Leicester. And it's like, this is a Thursday afternoon when I've been given the news. So we're in for train Thursday. I've got the physios come up to the manager's office. I'm fucking in pro position. <laughs> manager's office. Dave Rennie's come down and said, I've got a problem with Collins John. He, he doesn't want to play. He says he's got a fucking injury. Right, and I, he doesn't want to chance it. He, I'm saying, well, does he fit the train? He's saying, yeah, well, he's trained, but he, he, you know, it's a bit niggly. So I'm saying, right, first fucking morning in, caretaker manager, straight down the physio room, say, Collins, John. I said, Collins, can I have a word with you, please? Bang, up to the room, up the up thing. So I sat him down and I said, I just said, listen, Collins, I know you don't want to play, but the fucking club's in a mess at the minute. I said, but I fucking need you to play on Saturday. We're playing Burnley, actually. I said, I fucking need you to play. I said, Leicester love their centre-forwards. And I fucking guarantee you that if you play on Saturday, this is an O'Neill tactic, you will fucking score. That's how much I fucking believe in you. But you have to believe in yourself. So anyway, I fucking cajoled him. And he played. And he f within five minutes, well, I think it was t 10, 11 minutes, he fucking scored and we won the game 1-0. And I was like, happy fucking days, right? I'm good at this. <laughs> a week later, or two weeks later, he didn't play again. Let's put it like that. <laughs> <laughs> so we won one, drew two, and we lost one. But And then we had that cup game against Chelsea. But 
that the moral of this story was was how it was quite funny. Uh, he may fucking get the police in on this. So he fucks off back to Fulham a week later. It doesn't play in all year. It doesn't kick in all the ball. But I've got a fucking win under the belt first game. And uh, I goes in the reception. And in the reception's a fucking Gucci old doll, right? And it's packed, full of gear. Fucking packed. So I've said the reception. What? what's that? So I've been here for two or three weeks. So who's is it? He goes, it's Colin, Collins Johns. He's fucked off. He says, yeah, I know he's left it and he's not gotten contact to open it or to get it back. So I said, fucking open it. Let's see what's in it. <laughs> right? So he's, he, we've opened it and he's got this toilet bag so, with all the fucking perfumes in it, all the aftershave. So I'm fucking I'm trying to put on. I'm like, oh, that's, that's fucking nice, that one. <laughs> I was like, I'm having that. I'm having that. So I've got this fucking £150 bottle of Hermes eau de fucking perfume. And I fucking shoved it in my fucking toilet bag. I'm saying, well, if that fucking off, I'm taking that on. <laughs> so I, I walked out with his, his fucking uh, aftershave, £150 bottle. Of Cheers, Collins, if you <laughs> I can't believe you only took the aftershave. I'd have just lifted the whole well, bag. Well, I thought, well, I left that to the girls. I said, fucking did it. Fill your boots. Crack on with that. Cheers, Colin. <laughs> what happened then? Uh, there was like a succession of managers came through the door at Leicester. Uh, so was there ever any talk of you just... Because not a bad start, really. Two no, but we only lost one, we lost one game and then we had a cup game against Chelsea and we nearly won, but we lost. So, a lot. But, like, we were shite. Leicester were, were proper shit at the time. And then they brought in Ian Holloway. So while he took it till the end of the season, he couldn't keep the team in the league. He got the sack. And then they brought in Nigel. So now Leicester in fucking League One, it's on our heard off, you know what I mean? It's like another Leeds. And then they brought in Nigel Pearson. And he, he fucking like transformed the place, Nigel, to be fair to him. Absolutely brilliant. Like second year, Leicester went back up to the championship. Nigel's doing brilliant. Nigel loves me. I'm doing well with the, with the reserves. He's getting me on the bench for the odd first team game, you know, giving me opinions and that. Brilliant. Fucking loving it. Next thing you know, Nigel gets a fucking sack because they don't win the playoffs. And even just to get them there, mate, was, I mean, an unbelievable achievement just to get them from where he took over in League One to get them to the playoffs in, in two seasons. But So Mandrick sacked them. My contract was running out. So by this time, Dickie's got the manager's job and he phoned me up and he said, I want you to come be my assistant at Oldham. And I'm like, okay. I said, I'll tell you what, Dickie, I'm going to have a word with Nigel. So I went and seen Nigel and I said, Nigel, Dickie's, looks like Dickie's getting the job at, at Oldham. I said, I don't really want to go to Oldham, as you can probably guess why. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I said, I want to stay here. But I said, I need a fucking team. Anyway, so I'm driving up to meet Dickie, to have a meeting with him anyway. So I said, I'll come and talk to you. You tell me what, what's on offer. And then I'll go away, have a word with Nigel, and I'll make a decision. I can't be as more honest or as more open as that. So both parties know what the crack is. So halfway up the fucking motorway, me going to meet Dickie, I get a phone call from Nigel saying all oh, they've sacked me. He said, just get up the road. Get yourself up the road, the old says, because it looks like I'm going to be sacked tomorrow. And sure as eggs were eggs, that was him done. You didn't phone the book, is it, Jeff? Can I get a book? Well, I should have done, shouldn't I? <laughs> and Nigel Pearson, the yeah. next manager. I was fucking driving at the time, and you know, you know us, man, we can't fucking do two things at once. Well, you can't do one thing. So, time to remain two. So, so, that was that. So, my hands were tied. So, I'm on my way up to Oldham anyway to speak to Dickie. 
and that sort of made my mind up. Mm. Now, I had, there was no choice. That's how I ended up at Oldham. It was sort of thrust upon me. I'm not yeah. saying I wouldn't have went there, but I, I, was, I was never going to make a decision until I knew exactly what, what was what with both teams, with both clubs. And how did you find it at Oldham? Yeah, I'd rather not talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Suicide, depression, <laughs> st- <laughs> springs to mind. I, I'll tell you, at the beginning, it was great. No, it was, it was great. And again, the, fuck me. You know, people go on about, like for a play the decade, he pulled rabbits out of hats that no, I don't think many people could have done for the time we were there. In uh, terms of getting players in? Getting players in for nothing. Which turned out in the end to be his problem. Because if you didn't play the players that you had for nothing, you'd have to pay so much of the wages. Yeah. Uh, even though they, some of the players... Right, so he's getting he's getting players in from premiership teams. Well, championship Championship teams. If they play, you don't have to pay them. Correct. If they don't play, you've got to pay the parent club so much. X amount. Yeah, so, so Crofty. You know, Crofty. Uh, Lee Croft. Lee Croft. Right, comes in, he's like five stone overweight. Right. It's not too bad, is it? Not bad for him. with that. And before the Croft, he did well, but after a couple of months, he just becomes a bit stale. I'm saying, you got to drop him. You can't drop him, because if you, if you drop him, I've got to pay fucking Derby some money. And the owner at the time wasn't having any of that. The owner at the time didn't have any fucking money. Yeah. He, you know, he had less money than fucking Dickie at the time, the manager. Uh, so it just became a spiral in effect. You know, Dickie, we had Matt Derbyshire, he was the same. He came from Forest. I think we were paying, I think he was on 10 grand a week, we are paying 500 pound a week. We got the keeper from Man U, uh, young kid, he was on seven grand a week, we are paying 500 pound a week. You know, so we were big, stealing and borrowing from everywhere. But the budget, and, it, and then this is funny, it's funny like, because the budget in our final year was half a million quid for, for the whole first team squad. But Dickie was getting these players in uh, who were on 10 grand a week and 7 grand a week and all this at the parent clubs. So the, the chairman and the owner at the time thought that we should be uh, near the top six because if you looked at you know their wages on top of everybody else's... Yeah, player yeah you're then, then you're on a four million pound budget here. Yeah. And we're like, <laughs> get fucking real, mate. I said, the only reason why Lee Croft is here is because no other fucker wants him. <laughs> you know, it's as simple as that. The, the only reason why Matt Derbyshire's here is because Forrest don't want him. You know what I mean? They, and we got Shefty Coochie in as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. And Shefty was great for like two months and then the fucking wheels come off him as well. He must have been 40 plus at this oh, point. That's what I'm saying. You know, he was just time just... And Shefty's still trying to play the same football he's always played. You know, you know Adam in your face running around like a fucking headless chicken. But what Shefty forgot to realise that he was knocking forward and he couldn't <laughs> run around. But Shefty wasn't good enough, bless him, to work out how you play football in your late 30s. Without running. Yeah, without running. He, he didn't have that nice of doing that. Mm. So you get 20 minutes out of Shefty and then he's fucked. <laughs> so then, but you know, but in fairness to Dickie, you know, he, tr- he pulled up all kinds of stumps to try and, you know, make it work. But, Fortunately, there was just no funds there. And then, obviously, we got beat four in the bounce. And the the manager, or the chairman went, right, we're putting you all on gardening leave. You see, he couldn't even afford to pay us up. That's how fucking skint he was. He couldn't afford to pay us up. Uh, and, and, and bearing in mind, Dickie had probably gone six months without being paid at that stage. Yeah. And then it, 
then the twat has the audacity to sack him after he's not even paid him for up to six months you know and it's people don't realise the fans don't see that all he says oh you're losing yeah I say well you know a good it's nothing to do with what we're doing so you know that came to its natural end I suppose did you get much stick off the fans uh, me personally no because I think what endeared me to the olden fans was when I, I knocked one of the Carlisle players out on the sidelines we've had it we've had a venture inadvertently yeah knocked one of the olden uh Carlisle players out so and inadvertently yeah well so we had this player and he was a really skillful player and we're playing Carlisle at Boundary Park and uh, there's an incident and this Carlisle player puts him through the, over the line but then starts grabbing him and there's two or three of them round, round and this lad here ni- again like Callum nicest lad in the world wouldn't hurt a fly so I'm like 20 yards away from it and I can see what, so obviously and on the bench so again, I've gone fuck this. So I've just sprinted down. <laughs> but I, I've actually put my arms out to shield the player, and as I've done it, I've fucking bingoed one of the Carlisle <laughs> players. And and you see it on the camera as I've bingoed, he's just gone plop straight on the floor. But at Oldham, there's only one camera because there's only one stand, and the camera used to be in that mm. well, the, the the far side, the far side of the pitch. So obviously they've looked at all the footage, and you can't actually see me banjoing this Carlisle player. <laughs> Not not guilty. <laughs> yeah. So I actually got a one match ban for leaving the technical area, oh, not for banjoing this Carlisle player. Banjoing. So uh, so I got lucky that time. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're right. You're anyway, refereeing. So I think maybe the fans sort of liked that I was like a full, you know, I was up for the calls, even yeah. though we were fucking shit. And you know, unfortunately, you've seen the play of Oldham another team where you know Paul Scholes went in and then left you know yeah. I know it's under a different owner but you know it's just a basket case yeah. if you go in and take a club up like Oldham and don't make it work then that scars your CV for life yeah. you know mm-hmm. a lot of people yeah. and and good coaches and good managers struggle then from yeah. then on in have you, have you struggled? yeah I've not I've not had another job coaching mm. you know not for like a try either absolutely People, you, you just scarred and, and at, at varying levels, mm. you know. So I've sort of given up on it, but because I do work in the media, I work for Leicester now in a different capacity. But that's not to say I wouldn't like to still do some coaching. Yeah. I enjoy the coaching. But before we finish off, there was one other message on Twitter, uh, and I don't know if this is a true story or what about you putting a heart rate monitor on a dog. <laughs> No. <laughs> oh, oh, I was no, no. For that to be no that was Ian Marshall. Was it? I said yeah. Ian Marshall. Good enough, I was Ian Marshall. Ian Marshall did that. But I was there when he did it. <laughs> well, I was there when I heard the story. See, so heart rate monitors, if you haven't played, say on a on a Saturday, they'd make you wear a heart rate monitor and you'd have to show them that you'd done some kind of exercise on the Sunday. Because they, they expect the heart rate monitor back and then they would test it so they'd know. So Marche, who, who I'm good friends with, he lives in Leicester now, he's a Bolton and obviously he didn't play much under Sam Allardyce and Marche's one of the, I mean, he, I'm not saying he was the worst professional ever, <laughs> but he was the worst professional ever. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he did not give a flying fuck about football. <laughs> I, I swear to God. The only thing, if he played great, okay, he might be fucking happy for three seconds. If he didn't play, he was 
still the grumpiest fucking man on this <laughs> earth alive today. <laughs> so obviously, Big Sam's come in, you know, revolution. We're starting the revolution, whatever it was, you know, with the heart rate monitors. And so the story goes that Marshy gets handed the heart rate monitor. He's been on the bench, hasn't started, hasn't got on. Uh, and, and instead of doing the running after... So you got to strap this on, go for your run. Go for go and do something. Go do something on a fucking Sunday. And Marcy bothered the way he fucking was, went, fuck that, I'm not doing fuck all. But what he used to do was take his dog for a walk on a Sunday. So he strapped the heart rate monitor <laughs> on his fucking dog, <laughs> took his dog for a walk, and obviously lets the dog off a lead in the park. The <laughs> dog's goes. fucking running round. <laughs> like, then and then. Brings the heart rate monitor back in on the Monday, gives it to the... The, the sports fucking agent, whoever you call them. <laughs> and they stick it on the machine. And, and according, according to Marcy, he said all the fucking ratings were off the fucking charts. <laughs> but they, they couldn't make the head and their tail of all the fucking ratings. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously... Well, I did you run yesterday? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the bit Marcy feels they understand is that, you know, when the ratings come up, you know, if you strap it on a fucking dog, he's running around in heartbeat is about three times as fast as a fucking human. There's a, there's a, it might just fucking go off the fucking charts. Which it did. Great, great idea. Yeah. Great idea. Oh, oh really? Marshall, the most bothered man ever. What a player, by the way, as yeah. well. Marshall on his day, but bothered? Fuck that. Just not asked. Just not asked. Uh, well, cheers, mate. Yeah, Appreciate it. Brilliant. Pleasure, boys. Cheers. Cool. Top man, cheers, Tags. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.